Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, and I'm really looking forward to going on the Carousel of Progress. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, and seeing that one underwater scene where it's like things what? are underwater. Yeah. What are you talking about? What? Remember, you know, like Carousel of Progress, the things are underwater, right? No, that's Horizons, bro. Horizons? Yeah, and that's torn down. <laughs> Jen, are you, are you crying? Why? <laughs> Welcome to episode 76 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the His on Horizons. So uh, I know Horizons is an attraction that's no longer at Epcot, right? Mm-hmm. Originally it was at Epcot. Uh, and I we've all watched a video. Uh, I think Jen probably, because I don't remember going to riding this attraction. I don't remember riding this ride, right? Alex, you remember at all? No, no. No. Jen, you remember? Of course I do. So we're going to be coming a lot to you for this. Uh, I, I vaguely remember it. I'm going to talk about it later, you know, because uh-huh. I, I, I think that some of my memories got mixed up between the Carousel, Carousel of Progress and Horizons, which oh, we'll, really? we'll talk more about later. You can kind of see how, you know, they, they get mixed up. Uh, but Jen, what did you think about this ride? I, I mean, I remember riding it. It wasn't like anything that like sticks out in my head, like, oh, you know, we have to go and I have to ride this ride. So it was more of a, I remember specific things. I remember picking the endings Mm -hmm. um, because I remember sitting in the car, one of the times sitting in the car with my husband and we, there was four seats. So it was, it was wide, you know, kind of like the, the Nemo clan, but there were four seats to Mm -hmm. it. And so it was just him and I in the car. So we were fighting over who had to, who picked the, you know, the ending first. Cause mm-hmm. I always liked the, um, underwater one. So, um, I remember that. So you get to pick an and ending? I remember watching it and watching the ride through. Yeah. You pick an ending. It's really, um, oh. well, I mean at the time, um, <laughs> but you watching the ride through that Alex sent us a little bit ago, like, man, that just all of a sudden, like these memories just start kind of creeping out of the back of your brain and you remember specific scenes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that definitely jogged a lot more memories for me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched the video and, uh, I feel like this is definitely a ride that would, I think that this ride would still hold up if it was being updated. Right. Uh, and when we got kind of go through the history, I'm going to talk about what I think it, could have been done instead of I, I don't think that where it's at right now i think mission mars you know is definitely a better attraction trying to get more people going through there mm-hmm. but i think they still kind of kind of kept the idea of this attraction just put it somewhere else yeah i mean it's it, like you said it, it would help hold up if they updated it constantly but i think it'd be hard to update all the time because of how technology advances Carousel Progress has the idea that it's set in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't have to worry about updating it. And they do have the future time part of it. Um, well, I feel like they should update Carousel Progress, though. Yeah, they probably should. You know, uh, it's definitely, you know, like when you get to the last scene of Carousel Progress and mm-hmm. they're talking about like it's supposed to be like the future, right? right? Some of those things are, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's happened like when the guy's talking to the oven and he's telling it to raise like the temperature, those things are, are happening now, but I want right. I want that to be what's next, what's coming next in the future. You know, it's, it's, we're already past that. Right. But they had to update this whole ride versus updating just one portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. But now with technology and the way things are, which I was going to, uh, I was going to talk about this later in history. So just hold on tight and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to yeah. give it a, a rating, Jen, from what you remember? Oh yeah. She can, can go to give it a rating. Rate it? Oh, yeah, I could rate it. Um, I'm going to rate it a seven in Epcot and <laughs> in, in my Epcot rides category. <laughs> oh, rate so, it a seven. so seven Epcot, more like a four at Magic Kingdom. I, I, sure. No, I'm going <laughs> to I it's it's a, in the Epcot pool rides. It's a solid seven. <laughs> it's a nostalgia one now. Yeah, well, it has to be right. Well, I mean, I guess I could go and sit there and pretend like I'm writing it. 
now you can go ahead and uh, probably could do that with, no, I'm really awesome. I've been talking with one of our Patreons and one of our Discord members, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about VR headsets, you know? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about playing chess and how we can go ahead and do, like, we should be able to play, like, VR chess, which I'm sure there's something out there. But oh, he was yeah. talking about there's, like, poker out there where you can go ahead and, mm-hmm. you know, play cards and you're, with your VR headset. It's like you're sitting at a table and all these different things. Wouldn't it be awesome if you can do ride-throughs yeah. with a VR headset? Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome, man, be right? Cool. Yeah. I mean, they kind of do it with simulation roller coasters. Yeah, kind of like VR. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But wouldn't it be cool if Disney had something just for that? You can be added on to like your Disney Plus uh, subscription, where you have if you have a VR headset, you can go mm-hmm. ahead and sit through some of these rides. Right. Yeah. That'd yeah. Cool. Now, and you might say, well, why do people want to sit through rides if they are, you know, if they if they're not actually? Let's say, why would I want to go ahead and check out, you know, um, you know, Slinky Dog roller coaster if I haven't if I'm not there? Like I. I like to check out rides before I actually go on them. I like to watch the YouTube videos, right? And people, mm-hmm. some people think that's not like a good idea. They don't, they don't really agree with that. Yeah. But for me, I have like anxiety, right? So watching those ride throughs, I don't mind it, right? Mm-hmm. For example, when sometimes uh, for some TV shows, I'll read the, re- I'll actually read the, what happened on that episode before I actually watch it. I know people think I'm crazy because of it, but it helps with my anxiety. What? It does, man. I, I, I it helps. It helps me. I can't watch an episode twice. See, I can go ahead and watch it more than once. For example, like on shows like, uh, uh, like if we'll watch an old show of Amazing Race, like uh-huh. one of the other seasons, like, you know, season four that's been yeah. out forever, I'll go ahead and find out who the winner is. Oh, my God. I, my <laughs> wife and I were just watching seasons of Amazing Race, and we're on like the third to last episode, and she wanted to see if a couple made, like, or lasted, like, life-wise. Yeah. And it showed her the answer to the show, uh-huh. and then she ruined the show for me. And I was like, "We can't watch." Oh, this why anymore. she that? Well, she shouldn't have ruined it for well, you. Well, she didn't try to. She just she accidentally conveyed what the answer, who won the whole thing. We didn't watch the last two episodes because I couldn't do it. Oh, see me, I'm I, I'll do it so I can go ahead and know, so I don't have that anxiety of who's gonna win. Like That's I need the whole to point know. Of watching that kind of I show, I know, man. But for me, it, it, it <laughs> it's this. I don't mind it. I try not to do it, you know, but I don't mind knowing. <laughs> So why are you guys watching Amazing Race? Like, is this prep work? No. Oh, yeah, man. Because we signed up for Amazing Race. No, we just, we have nothing else to watch. We have Prime Video. It's one of the shows on there. So we started watching all of them from original, from season one. I hope we get picked to go on it. We're going to wear his his outfits the whole time. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can, though. Uh, Season I just watched, guys were wearing pizza shop shirts. Oh, really? Oh, nice, man. So, but that was season like four. Yeah, we're going to come to issues if we have to do height things. Like jump off stuff. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. I don't even care. A million dollars. You don't a, a care. Dollars? I don't okay. even care. Tell me right now. <laughs> I'm gonna try to talk you into it, right? And I'm hoping yeah. you're gonna do it. But if you're really not wanting to do it, I don't care. Just put me up there. A million dollars. Put me up there. I'll jump off anything. I'm just gonna close my eyes, pee my pants. It's good to go. Let's do it. We're gonna bring adult diapers. We're gonna bring adult diapers on the ooh, trip. Oh yeah. I think we need to bring those no matter what. No pit stops. Exactly. We can just go right through. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's not a bad idea. You mean in all these seasons, no one's thought of that? I don't think so. I I don't think anyone's stooped so low to do it. <laughs> I don't think it's not thinking about it. We should have put that in our message. We're willing to wear adult diapers. <laughs> We're willing to wear adult diapers so we don't have to stop. I think that's more of a red flag than anything else. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's get these guys out of here. <laughs> let's get to the His on Horizons. Horizons was a dark red attraction at Epcot in Walt Disney World, Florida. This Omnimover ride took guests through scenes that showed how technology will be used to improve the future. This ride was located on the eastern side of Future World and showcased all six Future World elements. Communication, community interaction, energy, transportation, anatomy, and physiology, along with humankind's future relationship with sea, land, air, and space. Horizons debuted on October 1st, 1983 as part of the Phase 2 of Epcot. The ride ran until January 9, 1999, when it was permanently closed and then dismantled to make way for Mission Space. Today, a lot of younger Disney fans may not know of Horizons, but this ride has developed a large cult following among hardcore Disney goers. So it's, you know, it's kind of funny to think of when you say younger fans might know of this, right? Mm-hmm. Because in about 15 years from now, when they have the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, you know, uh, Mission Rewind, where it's at, mm-hmm. people are not even going to think about the universe of energy. 
I don't know what the universe of energy is. Exactly. So, like, the universe <laughs> of energy, like, uh, we should need to do the history on that one. Like, I loved the universe of energy. That was, like, one of the rides I remember going to on when I was younger as a kid, you know, because there's dinosaurs and stuff like that. You don't remember universe of energy? I know what you're talking about. It's just kind of weird to think that, like, this ride, this this ride sounds like Jen, Jen I mean, she rated it a seven at Epcot. Right. Right? And that's pretty, that's pretty, that sounds like she really, that she liked the ride. And for a ride not to be there anymore, that's a seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of weird to think of that this ride's now no longer there if you enjoyed this ride, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I know of any rides that that's no longer really there anymore that I really enjoyed. I mean, there's 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 several that are gone now from Epcot. That's what's kind of cool about doing these, you know, like the ride, the defunct rides like this, because, you know, it kind of makes you you have to go back and you have to think about something that you haven't thought about in a while, you know, when we're getting ready to talk about this. And then it kind of brings helps to bring back those memories of the rides. So I'm trying to think. You probably don't remember World of Motion then, huh? No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember World of Motion. You know, I would say my main part of me going to Disney happened when I was older. So a lot of these rides, they, I mean, they're not, they don't switch out rides, you know, every year. So for the last like 15 years, I would say, you know, I've been going to Disney a lot. So I don't, I haven't really experienced this like universe of energy. You know, I got to ride that with my son, uh, you know, like one of the last, like the last week it was open. He's not going to remember it, but uh, I mean, that ride was, that was a good ride for me. I really enjoyed that ride. I'm sure, but you know, when you think about it, these rides, like you know, Horizons closed down, and now there's like a ride there, Mission 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 Space, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Mission to Mars or Mission Mission, mission Space? Mission Space. It was original, wasn't it? Originally Mission to Mars or something like, or I think is it was. making it into something different? I think it was, but it's a lot cooler ride overall, yeah. right? And I mean, the Guardians ride now. Now the parks are being kind of, you know, uh, the Marvel rides are kind of taking over the parks, which is and Star Wars and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. You know, like some of these other rides, like Horizons, this was like an original idea, mm-hmm. right? Now it's being taken over by stuff that's more like pop culture, people are really um, into. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I kind of like the original stuff. <laughs> well, this is about? like the Maelstrom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know? And uh, the Maelstrom, uh, we did the history on the Maelstrom. I'm not sure what episode it is, um, but we did the history on the Maelstrom. And that's a, you know, it's very, it's a, it's the same thing as Frozen, but uh, you know, Frozen episode fifty five, fifty five, and but I mean, I like Frozen, but I also like Maelstrom because mm-hmm. uh, I like Vikings. You know, Vikings are cool. But you know, we had these original ideas. Now they're getting taken over by these pop culture things, things that are popular. I like that too. I guess. I guess you know, there's p- pros and cons to both both um, things. I guess it's not just pop culture; it's Disney themed rides. Yeah. So I mean, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy is very pop culture right now. Mm-hmm. But it is a popular movie that was released by Disney, and that's what a lot of rides are based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just kind of hard to think of that 15 years from now, some of these rides that are just now being built that are taking over some of these other rides. Like people, my, my, me and my son, 10 years from now, when he's a little bit older, you know, he's 15, he's going to have no idea that uh, the Frozen ride there right now is going to be, that was Maelstrom. Right. Right? And it's kind of, now it's things are starting to change now, and... It's just, I don't know, get, getting old kind of stinks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. That whole long tangent, that's uh-huh. the bottom line. Yeah. Project designer George McGinnis and his team of Imagineers came in to help develop this GE-themed ride concept and switched it to a more technology-themed forward-thinking display. The ride is based on the successful modern marvel, Carousel of Progress, which takes you through the 20th century following a family. This new ride took that concept and applied it to the 21st century. The beginning of the ride would start by seeing how past historical figures imagined the future would look. The name for the ride in its earliest development was Century 3, based on Americans looking forward to the 3rd century of American existence. This name was short-lived because Imagineers realized Epcot was not just for Americans, so the name shouldn't be American-driven, then settled on Future Probe. The concept also changed from having the second half of the ride depict what America would look like in the future to how technology could allow the human race to colonize diverse places like vast deserts, ocean floors, and even space. Eventually, Imagineers would realize Future Probe may give off negative connotations, so the name was changed and stayed as Horizons. So why was it negative? Why was Future Probe negative? <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, I kind of mentioned it before how this uh how this ride I think would be relevant now. And you might and you were saying that what were you saying about it? That if they upkept it, it would Yeah, if they upkept it it'll be but they don't have to be animatronics. For example, now they have that one what hey Jen, what's that one room where usually when you go like to food and wine, there's like a restaurant in there and they usually change it. It's like a community room. It's over by Mexico almost. Oh, are you talking about the Odyssey Center? Yeah, the Odyssey. Uh, well, yeah, the Odyssey Center. And they have the thing in the middle right now that it's changing. It's showing the upcoming Epcot attractions. Yeah, so over at the Odyssey Center, right? Like you would just need a room like that where now it's just showing like the upcoming attractions for like Epcot, right? And mm-hmm. it's super awesome in there. I mean, there's there's like the whole three, like the screen, you know, it's like 360 screen and there's something in the middle that kind of, you know, with the lights kind of come to life, like projections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do something like that it doesn't have to be like a whole ride, but it can kind of, you know, be like you can go there and learn about some of the new technologies that are coming, you know, here in the future. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a whole ride through like Spaceship Earth or like Horizons, you know, with animatronics and stuff like that. It can just be like a small little room with, you know, screens and 360 screens to show some of the new things that are coming. And I mean, you can do it over. But you know, isn't that exactly what that is? What What is? Yeah, well, for Epcot, that's what the horizon. That's what. Wait, 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 that's what. What is Horizons? No, whatever you guys were talking about. No, that's what the Odyssey Center is. Yeah, but it's like things that are that's coming. Exactly what it is. Yeah, but it's, it's thing- showing the up and coming things that are. Th- yeah, that's going to be at Epcot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the Horizons wasn't just based on what's coming to Epcot. It was based on this, like, you know, new technologies that are being used around the world, right? Well, no, it was based on what they think will happen in the future. Yeah. So so, it wasn't actual technology that was being developed. Yeah, but what's going to happen in the future? I I still like to see things like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So why not just go ahead and use that type of technology that they use in that Odyssey room for Mm -hmm. what's coming in the future for Epcot to, you know, make like horizons where it's kind of like what types of new technology are coming for the future. Right. Right. And can be used over there. I'm not saying to use the Odyssey room, but I know something's going to go over in the land where you know, they had that Lion King there about the environment, you know. Uh, something's going to go over there. Why not just I, – I, I like learning about different types of technology, right? That's the reason why I love going to the land. The land ride is because you start learning about some new ways that they're using technology to grow plants and stuff like that. This is the reason why I like rides like Horizon, you know, and it's no longer there anymore. But they can take that idea and put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's always possible to take the idea and keep it alive. Mm-hmm. So don't you guys remember the, it was, um, what's it called, Communicore? Yeah, I think it was Communicore East and Communicore West. No. Or Innovation. Innovation. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's kind of what that, I, it was Communicore before it was Innovation, Innoventions. Um. That's what that was. That was showcasing up and coming tech. Yeah. I, you know, I, I that's lo- where they had like the first voice to um, voice to text speech um, demonstration and they had segues there. I mean, mm-hmm. don't you remember all that stuff? Yeah. That's where all that would be showcased. Yeah, I love that. But then, I mean, it's obviously not there anymore. Now it's like a Wreck-It Ralph, like, you know, meet and greet, which is great. I love Wreck-It Ralph, you know, <laughs> and there's like a um, Baymax. Yeah. Uh, meet and greet there but i mean i love those characters but also that's one of the great things about going to epcot is you know the future stuff and the new technologies and it's like they took away the interventions and i know that they're trying to make the park more more it's trying to draw more people draw draw more people there right mm-hmm. right with all these cool new rides but for me epcot was that place i went to to you know see the cool types of new technology and see the future stuff you know, things that are coming in the future. And I feel like that that stuff is kind of going away, which is fine too. But I mean, that's, I mean, I wish it was still there and I yeah. don't see why they should, they shouldn't be able to keep that stuff there. You're just showing your age, Joe. Well, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I used, that's, that's, that was the draw to me when I was younger, when I was, I remember going on field trips there and going to the, the innovations place or whatever, and whatever it's called and taking a look at all the new types of technologies. That was awesome. Many famous Disney Imagineers worked on Horizon's concept and pavilion design. George Rester designed the structure, while Klaus Coates did the interior layout. Marty Sklar worked on the concept, taking out much of the film portions for audio animatronic scenes. 
The original ending originally wrapped up the ride experience by showing images from GE, their corporate sponsor, and how they would shape the future. GE's chairman, Jack Welch, decided against this design because it looked too much like a commercial. This allowed Imagineers to go back to the drawing board and come up with a better ending concept, the Choose Your Adventure ending. The ride used Omnimovers similar to Haunted Mansion. These were blue with orange padding and more rectangular, allowing three to four passengers at a time. These Omnimovers were very special because they were inverted. The track was above the vehicle, allowing it to hang down. So the pick your choose your own adventure mm-hmm. is pretty awesome, right? Yeah, we'll get more into that later, for sure. But it is a great. It's I mean, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, and it's kind of like how Disney you, you can go on the ride multiple times, get a different like you know have a different experience. You know, that's something that Walt Disney was really big on, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. These Omni Movers are really cool too. Yeah, man, I kind of like the whole Omni Mover, you know, system because they I mean that's something that they created. Or invented, you know, when the park first opened, and they're and they're still using it now, even on the new rides. I yeah. mean, you know, Nemo, newer ride, they use it. Little Mermaid, they use it. I mean, it's all it's all over the parks, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's a good system, and an inverted version is pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because when you said that, I didn't even think about it, but then as I was reading that again, I remember now that flash in my head of, and it makes sense with the way that you were, you watched the, the ride, you know, the, the POV of the ride that you sent us where you, I remember it now kind of going at an angle and going down and looking at the different, um, you know, the different scenes. scenes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny how those things are kind of stuck in the recesses of your brain until something jogs that memory. Yeah. The ride was not verified as a direct sequel to Carousel Progress, but like Carousel, you follow a single family unit through time as they show the family living in the various futuristic environments. The ride is narrated by Bob Holt and Dina Dietrich, who are the grandfather and grandmother of the family you're going to meet. They describe the scene and inform you of who lives there and what they do for their jobs. The first part of the ride was titled Looking Back at Tomorrow, and it explored different ways historic people have envisioned the future. One being Jules Verne and his book From the Earth to the Moon, a futuristic city envisioned by French artist Albert Robida and a futuristic art deco apartment with a robotic butler, automated barber chair, and robot cook dishwasher. You then come to a neon city showcasing old science fiction films and television. So going through this history, they talk about Jules Verne. And I just remember that they're doing all these histories we've done. Jules Verne is a big part of Disney, uh, surprisingly. So I wanted to list all the Jules Verne themed things that were been at Disney. Okay. And you'll be surprised at how many things there are. So we got 20,000 Leagues exhibit, 1955 in Disneyland. We have 1971 20,000 League Submarine Voyage, a never-built Disneyland land called Discovery Bay in 1976, 1995's Disneyland Paris Space Mountain from Earth to the Moon, never-built backlot tram tour at then-MGM Studios based on Journey to Center Earth in 1996, and Journey to Center Earth ride at Tokyo Disney Sea. So a couple of those weren't built, but if they were, there'd be like six Jules Verne-themed things at Disney. That's pretty big. That's almost like... Uh... You know, like the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Jen, I see you have the robot behind Spread you. Spread out of different parks? I do. You know, I absolutely love the whole, um, you know, campy kind of 60s futuristic art deco, like Jetsons movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that that decor. And so when I was trying to pick out what I wanted to put as my background tonight, I, I remembered this scene specifically. And it just it totally fits that campy vibe. So I had to put it up because it's just... I don't know if it's because it reminds me of being at Epcot, like as a kid, because that was really in in a lot of these different, um, you know, rides that are gone now or attractions, you know, that was kind of like peak Disney was that fifties and sixties kind of vibe. I mean, it's still there in the Tiki room, you know, you've got it in, um, you know, the Polynesian resort, you know, that all of that, like that era. So, um, so, yeah, it's kind of um, neat to see it all kind of tie in together with the, you know, like the Jules Verne and the 20,000 Leagues and all that stuff like that. It's all kind of the same era, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least when Jules Verne was like popularized, because obviously yeah. that's not the same 
era. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like, you know, the like how what Marvel is to us. What? This is like the Jules Verne, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of what like Marvel is to us now. Yeah. Right? I've never read a Jules Verne book. I'm not, but I mean, you have you seen Journey to the Center of the Earth? No. I think he did that, right? Have I, oh, you mean the ride? Well, no, I'm talking about the movie. No. But he did that movie, right? He made the, he did that movie. Well, he wrote it. He wrote, that's his book. Yes, yeah, that's his book. The yeah, movie's based the on movie's his book. book. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, he he did all these different things. Like, I know. He was like, you know. A lot of people use Jules Verne as, as uh, inspiration. Yeah, exactly. You then enter an Omnisphere, which was groundbreaking. It was the Omnimax, or nowadays called IMAX screens. These screens showed a brief view of the present advances in computer technology, DNA study, and eventually space advancements. You then move on to the animatronic scenes depicting the ride's family through the futuristic, technologically advanced world of tomorrow. We visit the narrator's apartment in the city of Nova Site, where the grandfather is playing a motion-sensing musical instrument, while the grandmother is on a holographic phone call with her daughter, who is an agriculture engineer in Mesa Verde. You then travel to Mesa Verde, a desert farm where large irrigation robots are taking care of crops. These large machines are overlooked by the daughter. We then travel to her home, where her husband and son are preparing a birthday cake, while the daughter is on a video call with her marine biologist boyfriend at the floating city of Sea Castle. We then travel to the marine base, looking into the various rooms, showing a docking bay with the boyfriend video chatting with his girlfriend, a diving classroom with kids and a seal, and looking through round windows, an underwater restaurant where a seal is looking in at a girl. You then come to a seafloor scene with a robot harvesting kelp and a submarine in the background. So this is the memory I have, and I always thought this was the Carousel of Progress. The what? The sea scene? Yeah, I remember the scene, and I remember it being Carousel of Progress. Oh, really? What? Yeah, yeah. So, but obviously, it wasn't Carousel of Progress. It was Me on Horizons. I mean, they're so similar in the in the, exactly. in the way they're presented. The animatronics are awesome. When you watch that video, I mean. Of course, it's it's older, but I'm saying the concept and the way they built the, the sets and stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was- Watching that reminded me of how I, as a little kid, I thought it was pretty neat that, you know, you had the, the room with the animatronics and then there was the video screen, you know, where the, you know, she's talking to her daughter. Uh-huh. And then in the next room, it flips and the animatronic is the daughter but then it's the grandma or the mother on the um on the screen talking and Mm -hmm. and it's the same way with the marine biologist you know boyfriend and the granddaughter and i i remember thinking that was really cool as a little kid for some reason no because i was watching a video and i caught that too where it's like she's talking to her boyfriend who's a live action character person on a screen and then if and she's the animatronic and then it flips to where he is the animatronic and she's a live app person, which is pretty cool concept. Mm-hmm. You would think they would put like, I don't know, animatronic on the screen as well, I guess. But no, they went live action for the screens. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny because it's like a it's almost like a precursor to think about how often I mean, look at us now we're on Zoom. I mean, if you look at that end scene with the where they're celebrating the birthday, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all on their different uh you know, they're all on their different calls. The only difference is, is they're kind of 3D-ish as opposed to, but look, we're the, the essentially the same thing right now with all of our little windows and our screens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really cool. The kind of, you know, and this ride was what, what, 1960 or something when it come out? No, not 1960. 83? Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, pretty cool that a lot of the stuff that you see in these rides is kind of like what we're living right now. Next is a space scene showing a spaceship shaped exactly like the submarine, heading toward a space station to dock. This is Brave Centauri, home to the narrator's son. We then take a look inside, first a docking bay, then a zero-gravity exercising machine, a family adjusting to zero gravity, a crystal-growing lab. Then we are moved to a dining room, where the son and his wife are teleconferencing with the whole family, singing Happy Birthday. This is when a groundbreaking ride mechanic was introduced at Disney. The Choose Your Ending called Choose Your Own Tomorrow. Writers choose the path they want to take back to Futureport, where the majority wins. The Omnimover takes you to another Omnimax screen, which plays the 31-second video sequence. All three scenes were created in a Burbank airport hangar in 1983 by 30 model makers. 
Small-scale models were built to be filmed. The desert sequence was 32 by 75 feet, or 9.8 by 22.9 meters long. After the video sequence is the unloading area. So, you know, after watching the video and kind of reading, you know, the history, a lot of this, I can vaguely start to remember it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool. It's like Jen saying that when, after she's, you know, after she got done watching it, it kind of brought back all these memories. Uh, so, that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. The uh, Choose Your Own Adventure was cool. It was uh, definitely groundbreaking. And how they end up making the videos using the, sc- the small scale models were, is pretty awesome. When you watch the videos, um, uh, those small scales videos they show are really well done for being such a short part of the ride. It's amazing. And the time, considering the times too, you know, I mean, you're talking about 1983. So, and then that carried itself all the way through to 1999. So yeah. that's kind of significant in itself. And I remember um, when you picked your choose your own you know, adventure thing, these kind of like dividers would come up in between the cars so that you just were kind of focusing on the one that you picked and not the one for the person, you know, the car next to you. I was wondering how that worked. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. What kind of dividers? Does some guy come out there and like um, hold it up? No, I like <laughs> slid <laughs> out from the side <laughs> of the car. Yes, that was that was a lot of cast member manpower right there. <laughs> I was like, a guy just comes out, stands next to you and says, don't look over here. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey you, don't hey, look you. over here. Don't look over here. But keep your eyes where they need to be looking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just totally uh, ruined the experience for you. In 1993, GE did not renew its sponsorship with the Pavilion, and all the original corporate sponsor references were removed and had no other sponsor until it closed in 1994. It later opened back up in 1995 because both Universe of Energy and World of Motion was going to close for renovations, which would have left only wonders of life open in the future world east. Horizons closed for good on January 9, 1999. The building was later torn down to make way for Mission Space, which opened October 9, 2003. There are many speculations as to why the ride closed down. Ideas range from the maintenance costs being too high to the building having structural damage. The ride also never regained a sponsor, which could have been part of the reason and ended up closing its doors for good. They should bring it back, but now they don't have to worry about so much about the cost anymore because they don't need to worry about animatronics. Yeah, that's true. I, w- I wonder what they did with the animatronics, though. Because you say like, they're, they're pretty They get good. repurposed all the time. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. But it's crazy they close it for a year, and they're like, man, it, these two things are getting renovated. We're going to have nothing over here. We should open this ride back up mm-hmm. and just have it running for a little bit. It's like, yeah, it, 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 then just have it running forever. Like, why close it back up? Because the cost, maybe, you know? Yeah. But- I mean, but I mean, they said they got they renovated the universe of energy, and they probably renovated it with you know the new with Alex Trebek and Jeopardy, you know. And sad to hear, just Alex Trebek mm-hmm. passed away, you know, which is just terrible news. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was when when they had Alex Trebek there and Ellen, you know, with the universe of energy. That was a that was a good. I used to love watching that show. Never seen it. I can't believe you've never been on that man with seeing that. You need to watch like the uh, yeah. I should. Uh, video. Crazy they closed it down for a year and then they opened it back up and then they kept it running for another four years. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> weird, huh? And they're like, ro- just kidding. Uh, Come yeah, back. Joking. <laughs> and then they close it down again. They're like, what? <laughs> That's kind of interesting how they did that. I wonder, I wonder what's the real reason why did they cl- kind of close it down. Maybe it could be like this cost was too high and the maintenance wasn't worth it. Yeah, they said, I mean, when I looked it up, they did say structural damage. They said there might have been a problem with structural damage because after they they tore it down. There was beams there just in the ground in one area, just sitting there for the longest time mm-hmm. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And people thought that was contributed to a structural damage of the land in the area, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Well, not only that, though, you can, people really think about the maintenance costs for these rides and how oh, yeah. much it costs to kind of upkeep them and take, you know, the maintenance for them. Uh and it's it's kind of it's just that's a whole nother side of Disney that we don't even no one ever really talks about. But they do a great job with it. Like you rarely ever see like any maintenance guy out there fixing things. Mm-hmm. Well, that all probably happens at night, don't you think? Yeah. One time, though, I saw a maintenance guy, <laughs> and he was riding the ride to get to the end of the ride. It was awesome because <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" He's like, "Yeah, I just need to fix some things." He's like, you don't see me. Yeah, you don't see me. But I, re- I, rided, I like rode the ride with him. Uh-huh. It was awesome. I was like talking to him. It was pretty cool. 
You're like, how does that work? How does that work? How does that work? You're pretty how much. Does that you, work? You, you need to try and throw me overboard. <laughs> just joking. You know, we watched this ride and we watched it through Retro WDW Horizons Revisited. What's what's the name of the video? That's the name of the video, right? Retro WDW Horizons. Well, the uh, YouTube channel is Retro WDW, and the video is called Horizons Revisited. Okay, okay. and it's a great quality uh, video. Yeah, man, it's super awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so go ahead and go check that out. Yeah, it was it. a really, really nice quality. You know, kind of put it all, all together because in the beginning, I mean, if you think about it. Think about the big camcorders of, you know, like the 80s and 90s, the mm. ones that sat on your shoulder. Nobody really walks through uh-huh. with that thing going all day. Not like they do now. Mm. I mean, we were at Animal Kingdom yesterday and we saw at least one person live streaming. So um, people didn't do that. You know, they just maybe you would ri- you would record, you know, the ride. So the fact of, of how seamlessly, you know, they stitch together the music and, you know, all everything that you hear in the ride in conjunction with some really great pictures and you know it just it really made a nice um you know kind of overview of everything that had to do with it there's only one answer to that it was a time traveler oh it must be quick fire quick facts let's go the holographic party line scene has the character singing Happy Birthday. The Summy Bird Music Company is the copyright holder to the song Happy Birthday, and Disney had to pay royalties of approximately $3,000 to be able to use the song in the scene. The three ending scenes were reused for the tour scan area and Tokyo Disneyland version of the original Star Tours attraction. George McGinnis designed the underwater submarine and the Space Colony shuttle similar in shape and design to allow scenes to transition more easily. The gravity wheel scene can still be found in Mission Space's queue. The horizon symbol can still be found at the center. Some designs never made it to the final build, like a star tunnel and speed ramp. Think Space Mountain. The load time for Horizons was about 4.8 seconds, allowing for 696 people on the 15-minute ride, traveling 1.53 feet per second along the 1,346 feet of track at once. In Space Mountain's post-ride queue at the Magic Kingdom, a luggage bag can be seen at a futuristic lost and found. A travel sticker on it reads Mesa Verde. Mesa Verde is one of the features that can be chosen at the ending of Horizons. We here at Dizzis think Horizons was a great ride and had the potential to be an amazing ride even today. It brought the great aspects of Carousel with the positive outlook that Walt Disney was well known for. It was an amazing ride that laid the groundwork for many tech and techniques used today. Ever thought about moving closer to the parks? Imagine being able to drive to the park whenever you wanted. If that's the case, then you must use Streamline Mortgage Solutions. Interest rates are the lowest they have ever been, so if you're thinking of refinancing, now is the time. Streamline will let you know over the phone if it's the best decision for you. They have been helping customers with mortgages and refinancing all over Florida for 15 years. Michael and Patty from Windermere, Florida, use Streamline Mortgage Solution, and here's what they had to say about the experience. My wife and I couldn't be happier with the service and support we received from Brian and Leanna at Streamline for our recent home purchase. They provided excellent communication throughout their application and approval process of our mortgage, and we would certainly work with them again in the future for our next purchase. Visit StreamlineFlorida.com to get in touch with an experienced Streamline team member who will assist you every step of the way supplying you with services other companies can't. Contactless services are also available upon request. That's StreamlineFlorida.com, S-T-R-E-A-M, LineFlorida.com. And make sure to let them know this has sent you. Over 9,000 Disney World workers have been laid off because of this unusual time. Even more in California, Cast Member Pantry is a food bank in Orlando that specializes in supplying unemployed cast members with food and necessities. We here at DizHiz think this is a great cause, and that is why during the months of November and December, if you sign up for our Patreon, we will donate that money straight to Cast Member Pantry for both November and December. You get all the benefits of joining our goof group, as well as helping people that brought joy and happiness to your trips to the park. Just visit patreon.com slash 65 if you want to just donate to Cast Member Pantry, you can visit their Facebook page at castmemberpantry.com. Any donations are greatly appreciated. That's patreon.com slash 65 or castmemberpantry.com. 
Okie dokie, artichokies. Let's do some memories. Memor memories. 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 I don't have a memory. Sorry, guys. I don't have a memory. Jen, what's your memory? We are kind of leaving this up to you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I think I said it earlier, too. The one distinct memory that I have on the ride was kind of was riding it with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And we were had the car to ourselves. So it's a four seater. And so you had to pick for the two empty seats, what your choose your own adventure ending was and just fighting with him to try to who was the fastest fingers so that we could get, you know, ending that we wanted. And I don't I'm sure I probably won, but I'm sure you want to because he's really slow. <laughs> <laughs> So if you wanted to see, what did he want? Do you remember? Oh, I don't even remember because my Maybe thing, I always, gravitate, I always gravitate towards ocean stuff. So I don't know what he would have picked. Probably space. Is he a spaceman? Yeah. He's a spaceman. He's a spaceman. <laughs> that, and then my other memory is I have, um, I remember when they were tearing the building down, like they were in process of it. And I actually have pictures of that somewhere. Did so. you, did you just, did you cry? Did you kind of... I don't think I cried. It was only a seven, remember? Did you try to... Not an eight or a nine. That's probably the threshold. Did you handcuff yourself to like one of the things? And like, no, don't take this. Clearly, clearly I didn't because I'm still allowed in Epcot. Oh, okay. they, well, I feel like that's a trespassable kind of, of offense. Uh, but if you're like seven, I mean, you look probably a little bit different than when you were seven. They probably won't even notice it was you. <laughs> in 1999, I was 19. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said when you were seven. No. <laughs> you, she said something when seven. They tore, when they tore it down, I was 19. Oh. Well, then, yeah, well, whatever. Has life got you down? Tired of working 40 plus hours a week? Ready for a storybook dream vacation? Check out storybookdestinations.com to book your vacation and get special trip reports and insider information. Don't let planning overwhelm you. Let the team at Storybook Destinations make your plans for your next Disney vacation. Check out storybookdestinations.com to plan your next storybook dream vacation now. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. So, uh, Jen, what did you do in the world of Disney slash news? I went to Animal Kingdom yesterday. How was it? Uh, it was it was good. I went with uh, my daughter and actually um, our trivia man went with us. And was he asking trivia uncle? questions? Huh? Was he asking trivia questions the whole time? No, he was not oh, asking no. trivia questions okay. the whole time. He was giving me a hard time, but not asking trivia questions. I'm sorry to so, interrupt you, but how was it? It was good. It was good. Um, we actually, we hit the park backwards. I don't remember whose idea it was. So instead everybody goes towards Pandora yeah. mm -hmm. and we went the opposite way and we mm -hmm. went, um, and we did dinosaur first and then kind of swung around and did Everest and you know, all of that. And, um, we actually had a great time. Uh, we hit the rides almost perfect, uh, where there wasn't really a line. We had a fabulous safari saw. I mean, I think we sent you some of the pictures and yeah. we posted some of them that, 
um, the lions were like right out sleeping on the rocks, great mm. pictures of them. Um, you know, everything was, was really nice. And it's like that old thing. I, and I know you remember this. I always get on the safari and I go, I'm not taking pictures. I'm not taking pictures. I'm not going to do it. Don't pull the camera out. And every time I do, yeah, I think one so, time though, you had the camera and it was, and the guy was yelling at you to move the camera inside the vehicle. Was that with the crocodiles? Oh that, no, that, that was a crazy story though. <laughs> was that the crocodile so, was like missing an arm yeah <laughs> so but um and it was a great day i mean and we the only weather issue we had was it was starting to rain but it we timed it perfect where we were literally walking into the caves of um flight of passage mm-hmm. when the rain started so we didn't even hit that and i think we waited 25 minutes or oh wow that's really most. good holy moly i was gonna ask you about the rain yeah I know it, rained a it lot was here yeah no it wasn't it wasn't bad um so it was nice we, and cool yeah i mean what was the no it was hot and muggy was it um yeah it was you know kind of like your your mask was getting a little saturated oh, with cool the, the last few days you know. usually so but uh we had a great time i mean i think we left at like three something and we felt pretty good we had almost everything except the navi river journey had like an hour wait oh consistently i'm never so gonna go on that ride i'm never gonna go on it because everyone's like it's too long of a wait we can take a we can get fast passes one time that is i, I whenever i do get fast passes for anything in pandora uh-huh. it's through for that ride oh really yeah real quick your uncle right this is his first time there to Animal Kingdom, it, to Animal yes. Kingdom, right? Did he? So, yes. what do you think of Flight of Passage? Um, he liked it. He um, he liked it. That's he, it. <laughs> Listen, he just liked it. Joe took that personally. Uh, he's a. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you were you were definitely a topic of conversation yesterday with how much you 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 blew up Flight of Passage uh-huh. for um for. Trevor and how it was kind of like a that's it. Oh, he let and Trevor down too. Yes, <laughs> that was we had that conversation yesterday. So, um, so he purposely like we purposely did not build it up for my <laughs> uncle so that he wouldn't be disappointed. And uh, he no, he thought it was great. I mean, he he liked it, but he didn't come off of it going, oh, my gosh, this was amazing. Dude, man, people are like crying. I wasn't me. I wasn't crying. Where I was com- <laughs> Jen, did you Jen, were you crying when you came off that ride? I probably feel like I was. Yeah, I was emotional. At one I told point. you, not man. Like sobbing. It wasn't just her, man. It's a whole bunch of other people, what? right? But I'm Why? not saying I'm not crazy. Okay, that's all the point I'm trying to bring up. Bring up right here is that I'm not crazy. It's a really good ride. <laughs> so good at crying. Not like sobbing. Not sobbing, not man. Like Get a... emotional because it was a good ride, man. <laughs> Cuss man, uh, like Tim Tracker, he was getting emotional on it too. I think when he got oh off my of it, gosh. there's a lot of people who were vlogging, whatever. They got emotional when they got off of it, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. Are you a giant Pandora? Are you a giant uh, Avatar fan, Jen? No, never. I don't think I saw the movie until because, like man, a it was year a, ago, maybe two months. Because it was such a, it's a, it's such a, a great experience. You know, there's so much to look at, and there's so is this. You know, for example, when you go into that cave and you're running on a dragon, you know, uh-huh. like a banshee, you're running on a banshee. You can feel the banshee breathing. It, overall, yeah. it's like a such it's a cool. great experience, like a 4D experience, I guess you can say, it's right? A cool ride. Yeah, whatever, Alex. <laughs> Where'd you guys eat at, Jen? Uh, my daughter wanted to eat in Pandora, so we ate there, and then we had um, we did we had a coffee break. And went and found one of the um, comfort stations. So we all grabbed coffee at Starbucks and then it was just, we were hot. We just wanted to, you know, kind of sit and kind of reset. And the Pizza Fari was, um, it's a comfort station, I guess, or a relax station where you can go in there and you can take your mask off. So it's air conditioned and there's a handful of tables. It's actually less crowded in there table wise than eating at one of the restaurants Mm -hmm. and it was great it was air conditioned we got to take our masks off um just kind of sit and drink our iced coffees and just it was it was a really really nice um 
kind of like stop. So I would highly recommend that if anybody is at Animal Kingdom, just wanting to get out of, uh, you know, the heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it And it wasn't crowded at all. I think there were two other families in there, but I'm talking the whole Pizza Safari lobby mm-hmm. was completely empty so, and maybe seven or eight tables. That's pretty cool. And there's probably, a, there's probably places like that in other other parks also, I would think, right? Yeah, I think they all have like a designated area where you can kind of take your mask off and get some some relief. Mm-hmm. So, hey, did you know they have a designated area where they have service dogs can go? Oh, really? Yeah, I did mm-hmm. not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of like they can go do their business, but it's like a certain area. It's actually really nice. Why were you there? Because I was because uh, I was walking and I saw it. I was like, "What's this?" And then there was like a service dog doing his business there, but it's like a nice little area. I wasn't in the area. I saw it from afar. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's where he went to the bathroom. Yeah. I kind of got uh, misled. <laughs> okay, Alex, uh, what'd you do in the world of Disney? I see here that you watched Mr. Sharpie's Fabulous Adventure. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Sharpay's Fabulous sorry, Adventure. Sorry, Sharpay's. Okay, go ahead. It's a, <laughs> it's a, if you believe it, it's a sequel to, um, oh my God, High School Musical. It's a- What? Yeah, it's a sequel. So there's no, three. No, 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 no. It's not a sequel. Sequels like this too, right? Well, there's three of them. Okay. And then this one came out after that. Okay, okay. And it's based off a character from the movie. My daughter likes High School Musical. We was it good? It. No, it wasn't very good at all. Was it better than the third one that you said was not very good? It it was actually better than. The third oh, High that's School good. That's, so if, yeah. So if so, I had to rate them, I'd go one, two, Sharpay's Adventure, three. So maybe now if they make another High School Musical, it's going to be. It's starting to work, progress back to where it's good. Oh, yeah. Like they make a fifth movie and yeah. it's the bomb diggity. And then it's no, no, no. The, the fifth one's going to be like the second one, which is like okay. okay and then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. then the sixth one's going to be like really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then make a seventh one and it's just back and forth. And it's kind of like Fast and Furious movies, I guess. Where I it's guess. Like, we're working. I don't know how those movies go. I saw like the first one. <laughs> They're on like number 15, I think. Yeah. So what else did you do? Anything else? Um, no, that's about it, honestly. Okay. Uh, you know, we all watch Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Right, we did a special episode, like a live, like uh, video Zoom call, yep. and we did, uh, we kind of did a review of the second episode. So if you want to hear our review and kind of wa- get like a little extra episode, you can uh, sign up on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And also, Alex and I were going to the Treehouse Villas this weekend. I we said are. it was going to be at the end of the month, but it's actually this weekend. Yep, we are going to be recording out there, mm-hmm. and we are going to do like a little walkthrough of our, um, of our, um, you know, of the villa. I guess you can do treehouse. Mm-hmm. And we'll be posting that on our Patreon, too. So uh, if you want to go ahead and check out and get some extra stuff, go ahead and join up on our Patreon. Um, we have been getting some new Patreons because, you know, if you join for the November and December, we're going to donate that money to Cast Member pa- Pantry. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is kind of cool. Uh, so you get, get um, you know, go ahead and check that out, I guess. And I, I really do didn't do anything. I'm looking forward to this week's Mandalorian. To see oh, yeah. where it's all going to go, we kind of talked about that in our definitely in our epi- in our uh, Patreon episode uh, where we think that is going to go because I guess there's um, just some we have to listen, I guess. So yeah, Mando talk. Yeah, that's the his on horizons. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.